Welcome to Evolve, where we have fearless, unfiltered, unapologetic conversation with host Chanel Spencer, author, speaker, and CEO of Maximum Evolution. Are you ready? I hope you're ready. I am back. Did you miss me? I know you did. I have that effect. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but I am back. I am back. I am back. I'm super excited to be back. I was on a little hiatus. You know, it was very important for me to take time just to kind of get my thoughts together, plan, figure out what I wanted to do with my company, my brand, just the people I want to work with, getting really, really strategic about what I wanted out of life. But I'm back. You know, I'm back like I never left because that's just my energy every time. But anyways, my name is Chanel Spencer and I'm the CEO of Maximum Evolution. And I love to help businesses to elevate them to elevate themselves and get themselves to the next level in every way, branding, marketing, accounting, operations, all the good stuff, right? But today that's not what we're here. We're not here to talk about what I do. I'm here to talk about this amazing project that I'm super excited about that is called Employee to Empire. And it's to help other business owners to really, truly get themselves to the next level. And if you want to be a business owner, but you're terrified, you have no clue what to do. This is the book for you. I promise you. And I also have some amazing, amazing, amazing co-authors and business owners that I have within this project. So I'm all about collaboration. I'm all about bringing people to the next level with me. You know, and if you're not on this book, I'm not saying that you're not amazing. I'm not. I'm not. But if you are on this book, you're extraordinary. So I'm super excited to be a part of this project, to be the lead of this project and many more that's coming soon. Stay tuned, just saying. Uh, make sure you're tapped in because we have more coming. I trust and believe that. But today I have one of the amazing business owners. He is phenomenal. Like he really is. I've known him since I was like a teeny bopper. I feel like we used to work together and he was a game changer and he always looked amazing and styled people to, to the T. Okay. So if you need to, if you need to get your looks together, if you need to get your vibes together, he is the man for you. I am just saying. So say hello to the beautiful people. What's good, people? Um, I'm Corey Hackett of Work Hard, Dress Well, and I believe when you look and feel good, you do good. So let's tap in, people. I'm happy to be here. Chanel, you're amazing. And uh, yeah, let's tap in. Perfection. So so first of all, tell the people what the acronym, acronym means that you have next to your name. Oh, yeah. So WHDW stands for Work Hard, Dress Well. Um, so it's different layers to that. Um, you know, uh, at first when you see it and when you hear it, it's self-explanatory, right? You know, work hard, dress well. Now, um, I came up with that because I think just throughout life, um, the first impression that you make is usually with your eyes, right? What people see on your body. So I was always just taught to, you know, dress to impress, show up, being the best version of yourself. And um, honestly, just with that alone, a lot of doors were open. So that's kind of like where that name came from, just from just life experiences. And um, yeah, it just became a mantra and I kind of stuck with it. So what do you do within your company? So Work Hard, Dress Well, we uh, equip people with, um, with tools that they need to have internal confidence uh, for themselves, for their brand, and just, and just for like, uh, just for life in general, uh, we inspire, we nurture, and we and we kind of uh, just birth that within each uh, each individual that we kind of come across, and we do that through image, of course, like you know mm -hmm. styling, 
Um, on the branding side of things, we kind of do that through uh, photography and videography. So, you know, we we create, um, a, we curate your story to tell to the people, you know, what, what you're trying to sell, what you're trying to uh, articulate to your audience. And then we also focus on social intelligence, how to navigate our environments. So uh, we, we focus on those key things. Um, overall, we're just a, you know, a, a very detailed image consultant. And uh, we kind of tap into those corners. Yes. Listen, so like I said, I've known Corey. How, all right. I'm not trying to give my age away. How long have you known each other for? Like, like, it's, been, like, it's been a minute. Like at least 10 plus years. Yeah. yeah. Can I, look, look, can I share my story? Can I sure. share my story? Yeah, absolutely. When I graduated from college, mm-hmm. uh, Albany State University down in Georgia, and um, I wanted to get in the fashion industry. So mm-hmm. I, of course, I came to New York. I wanted to come to New York. I gave myself a year to find a job. Mm-hmm. And um, along that journey, I think I, I like, of course, I'm from Atlanta, right? And I, 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 first thing I do is go to Fifth Avenue. I don't know better. Right? <laughs> no fashion in Fifth Avenue in New York. Right. Uh, I go into all the flagship stores uh, with this black suit on, um, white shirt, black tie, very basic. And um, I just go in every store and I'm asking for applications. I'm filling it out, signing it. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I get a f- couple of phone calls. One of them mm-hmm. being uh, Club Monaco, Ralph Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the interview, uh, ended up getting a position. And then this is where I met Chanel Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chanel and um, another good friend of ours, uh, Josue, top, Jose. Mm-hmm. top sellers in this store, right? So again, I'm new to retail. I'm not new to fashion, but I'm, I'm new to the business of retail, the right. leadership, just like that hustle in New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, gratefully and uh, fortunately, Chanel and Hosway kind of took me under their wings. I think mm-hmm. it probably took me a little time to kind of like, not necessarily prove myself, but to, uh, you know, once you're in a new environment, people kind of, yeah, the people try yeah. to keep out like who you are, what you do, like mm-hmm. is business is each here trying to get work done. And um, I would like to assume that you guys probably saw something in me that um, yield your time and your energy to kind of like uh, show me the ropes. Yeah. Um, eventually kind of like from you guys and especially you like strong work ethic. And, um, and what I want to say about that is, you know, what you do with your little is what you do with your lot. And I'm not surprised that you're here today because of like that hard work like mm-hmm. in retail being a top seller and again you're on fifth avenue um you're a black woman on fifth avenue um and like you know just killing it you know name recognized and just you know just being the top being the number one and then i know your career kind of expanded and grew from there so you know just from that alone i was inspired and um yeah i think i think that's a good like good way to kind of uh you know, kind of start a conversation on how we met. How right. We right. Now we're here. <laughs> so first of all, Club Monaco was the way you just said, I moved from Georgia and I was like, I gave myself a year to get a job. Club Monaco, like I literally wrote it in the book um, because I had to talk about my journey and how I got to where I am today. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I literally, like Club Monaco was like, literally fell into my lap. So I was just on a mission. I just had my son. I was stressed 
like as hell because I'm like, I need to like get myself back into the groove of like building and goals and all those things. And I was like, I don't know what my next is. So I was going on interviews. I was going to school and I was going on interviews. I just left a gap and the gap was like, oh, your schedule. I knew I didn't get the job. Like the, the gap was probably on like 53rd and 5th or something like that. Uh-huh. And so I'm like on the phone upset. Like, I don't know what to do. And that's, I don't know if you um, know somebody named Synovia. She used to work at Club Monaco. And I'm telling her, she's like, oh, go to my store because they're, um, they might be having interviews. Like they have open positions. And I was literally walking down Fifth Avenue and I was already dressed. So I was like, well, screw it. Let me just go. So I go into Club Monaco. They end up having a group interview that day. And I was like, I'm just going to go. Whatever. It is what it is. So I'm sitting in this group interview and they're asking me questions. I've never done a group interview in my whole entire life. I'm like, what is happening? Right. And I'm like, I hope I got it. I hope I got it. And then I got the call back. And from then on, I was just on go, like on a mission. So you just said, yes, I, I didn't realize like people noticed that I was like, killing it in my sales because listen anything that i do i'm like i gotta be the best and i gotta get to the next level whatever that means right i didn't know that story that's 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 pretty I awesome i promise you like that's literally how i ended up at club monaco i was just like i i'm a person that it like in being in business you have to be in now action and sometimes you have those like negative self-talk moments where it they, they try it tries to talk you off from doing whatever it is that you have within your mind and it, imagine I was like oh I'm not ready or if I would have stayed in my feelings or if I would you know what I mean I could have I could have made the decision not to go to the interview for whatever reason but I was just like listen girl like we got to get things done like we don't have time for this like go now right and so here we are today it's crazy <laughs> I, and then now now just thinking about listening to your story and then how you presented yourself like I thought you were just like been in the game for a couple of years. <laughs> top seller like people coming in asking for you by name yes, people yes. leaving when you're not there like, <laughs> there. like <laughs> yes i just i just i love people and i and first of all i love clothes like i'm, I'm not a fashion like person like Corey, you know what i'm saying i need him to style me I'm just saying right but i love clothes i like clothes and shopping have always been like a i call it retail therapy for me and so i've always wanted to look my best and and present myself in the best that i possibly could and like you said image and first impression is it and so what you how you present yourself is how you dress, how you carry yourself, all those things. And so it was like, the, it was like it coupled together. Like I can't sit here and spend thousands of dollars on Club Monaco clothes, but I can help you do it. So, yeah. <laughs> right? so yeah. it was like, it was like getting the, um, the joy and the ooh stress of it vicariously through the clients, but then also seeing them happy. And of course, hitting my sales goals and exceeding my sales goals. Go. So was, you know, just the vibe. I'm just saying. <laughs> But yeah, so so you started with Club Monaco and clearly you've grown within Club Monaco and grown your career since then. So give us a little bit more about what what your journey was and where you are today. So yeah, so the, I t- uh, as we said before, I took the retail route and um, I actually majored in mathematics in school. So I um, the backup plan if fashion didn't work out was I was going to go back to school and um, honestly, I got accepted to law school or I was going to go teach. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what kind of drove me to kind of like follow that that plan with fashion is that, you know, I grew up in the South, so I know what a teacher looks like just as far as it's like coming out of school. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of um, African-Americans down South, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of women, um, they go into the profession of teaching, of course. And of course, I was raised by women and just being in school, most of my teachers were women. And you always hear that, oh, you know, there needs to be some 
a black male presence in the school. So that always stuck with me. And one of my male teachers, he was actually a great teacher, but what made him different was that he was retiring in education. So, you know, I think some of the best teachers kind of live life first and then they kind of go into the classroom and not only are they teaching whatever the curriculum is at that time, they, they can also give you like some real life skills. Not that like, teachers can't or they aren't yet, but I just think I, I felt like personally I got the most impact from that from that teacher. So I was like, OK, let me focus on. And then, you know, you get the self-taught, like, you know, try while you're young, do it while you're young. It's like, you know, you hear, I almost hear like these horror, horror stories from the adults. It was like, well, if I had another chance, I would have tried it. <laughs> right, right. So I'm like, okay, let me let me try this. If all else fails, I'll go back and live with mom dudes. Mm-hmm. So she'll give me a couple more years, you know, mm-hmm. try things, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I kind of just I just took that leap and then just from there I kind of grew within the company. So um what I enjoyed about Club Monaco and and what I was able to do with that was um I'm passionate about leadership and I'm passionate mm-hmm. about fashion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the next natural thing for me to do was to hop into management. Right. So, you know, when you guys kind of transition out, you know, I became like one of the top sellers at that point. Wow. You're and welcome. Then, <laughs> right? And then, you know, and then just from that, you start to get those those questions from, you know, from the top. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about doing next? And it's like, you know, I definitely want to become a manager. You know, that first step is key holder. Um, and then after that, you kind of grow into like the associate roles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it wasn't like completely ABC. Um, there was a couple of challenges within that. Um, and one of those being just like your pay, what you're worth. Um, also exploring to see what else is out there, even though you're in the current position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just kind of just weighing all those options. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of went through that journey of, you know, I did go to another company. Mm-hmm. Um, I did work with uh, after. Club Monica, I believe. I think I went to J Crew, mm-hmm. and um, I was with JQ, J Crew for for a couple of years. And what happened was, I became a key holder at Club Monaco, and I think mm-hmm. I became, I kind of uh, got promoted externally with J Crew, and when mm-hmm. I was an associate manager. Mm-hmm. And then the the crazy thing about New York and then within the fashion industry is so small that everybody knows each other from different houses, yeah. right? Anything hospitality, everybody knows each other. Go ahead. We know each other. So, um, and again, you know, just to make clear, I did everything like the right way. I put in the proper notice. I had conversations with people like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you guys want me here, but I have other opportunities here that Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, that's more in alignment with what I need personally, my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. um, my quality of living, like, Mm -hmm. This is the language and the verbiage that I had to use when yeah. you start about money, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I, I kind of like I still kept a rapport with everybody that um, you know, everybody that uh I did right by. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never burned any bridges. So what ended up happening is that I think uh, Club Monaco made some changes. Um, some people who were on the field and leadership positions, they 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 were elevated, right? Right. Hired, and while I was at J Crew, I got another phone call from Club Monaco again, right? So obviously, I left some type of impact for somebody. Listen, when you a game changer, they always come back. Okay. 
They always continue, yeah. guys. <laughs> exactly. To remember me. So, uh, and that's when, you know, my tax bracket kind of changed and I was. Okay. Oh, oh, not your money, your tax bracket. Go ahead. <laughs> now, now you start talking about taxes, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> again, you know, just trying to show you the difference. Because again, to be yeah. transparent, you know, out of college, you know, I was maybe even i was happy to have that job i was maybe making what 16 17 dollars an hour or something like that mm-hmm. and um so yeah i got that call back and then you know that's where i became like associate manager men's store manager um and that's kind of like how i grew up in the company and the great things about working in those industries corporately is that you can learn a lot of uh, especially if they have a good growth and development program, mm-hmm. you know, you learn like some of the stuff that I talk about within my company is just like uh, emotional intelligence, you know, yeah. how to navigate, how to yeah. talk to people, how to respond yeah. to people, how to yeah. build a rapport, customer mm-hmm. service, all yeah. of these things, right? Yeah. And now you can transfer these to life skills, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes like, all right, how can I use this to benefit me, right? If, mm-hmm. if, Part of the reason why I'm with the company, and this is just my mindset, is to make money to live. And then also, mm-hmm. what can I learn from this company so that I can create value for myself? Yes. Right? Yes. Now, mm-hmm. you know, now um, at this point in time, I'm starting to birth work hard, dress well, and I'm mm-hmm. starting to take everything that I learned from this, you know, just from the, the nine to five, the corporate side of things, like all those things and kind of applying them to um, the brand that I want to create, how yeah. I see myself in the future and how I want to service, you know, kind of leave the world in a better place than what mm-hmm. I love type of thing. Like these yeah. are the things I started to add. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of like my journey, like the short version of the story. Yeah, right. Um, just like uh, with the nine to fives. And then outside of that, I was still hustling, right? I was still bartending on the weekends. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes I was interning with mm-hmm. Stylist because I yes. wanted to, I really wanted to just really dump, jump into fashion in every capacity so I can yeah. see what I like, what I don't like, mm-hmm. what I enjoy, what I'm strong mm-hmm. at, what I'm not, mm-hmm. all those things. So uh, all all of those experiences kind of just led me here to what yeah. I'm doing. Um, and, and currently I am, um, I still have a lot going on, which is right. you know, everything that on my plate that I can eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't make me too full. Uh, mm-hmm. I still, I, I'm still in partnership with a um, with a student company that I um, I'm in the leadership in the leadership role with, and then mm-hmm. also I'm running the work hard, dress well side of things. And again, it's just like you now some of the stuff that I do on my side, I kind of apply it there, and some of the stuff that I can get from there, I kind of apply it here. So it's just mm-hmm. it's great working energy. Yes. And, uh, and yeah, I mean that's. That's where I am right now. That's hold on. You said so many things. I'm just sitting here like, mm-hmm. Yep. That that whole part. Like you said so many things is not even funny. Like, first of all, when you said in regards to like your employer and taking what you're learning within the companies that you are partnered with to Mm -hmm. work for whatever you want to call it. Listen, they're your investor. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Um, I You take that and you integrate it into what you're doing within your business. Because clearly in what they've built and clearly in what they're doing, they've done it well and they've been successful. So why not take that and figure out what you can do within yourself to elevate yourself? That's, that's so smart. That's like number one in what you're right. doing, learning, growing, and figuring out what you can do in your current that will help you with your future. So that was amazing. Then you said tax bracket. Okay, listen, the re so you said when I left Club Monaco, that's why I left, right? So I'm very big on value, um, my time and my value, value meaning monetary um, value, right? And so when I was there, I was making them like, what, 8,000, 10,000, whatever, a day, not a day, not a day right. <laughs> right? And you were talking about you was making, what, 16, 17, child? I was making like $10 an hour when I first started with them. And then I was part-time. Then they promoted me to full-time and they gave me like 12 or something like that. And I was just like, all right, cool. Right. And then I was like, um, then I was like, once I was full-time, they started taking out insurance and stuff. And I was like, hold on. So the little, the little coin you gave me yeah. is gone. So then I was like, all right, so we're going to bet on ourselves. And I scared them my two weeks notice, like, okay, so this is not enough. This is the problem. And so I'm just going to resign. And I had no clue what I was going to do, but I just knew that what they were giving me was not an option for me at all. Right. And so that's when they gave me like a little dollar or two more to make it seem like, you know, to make me feel nice and special. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Cool. And then they brought somebody else in. Remember, you talk about me being a black woman. Mm -hmm. They brought somebody else in. I forgot where they came from. And no, I'm not throwing any shade. I'm not. I'm not trying to make any implication. I'm just stating the facts. There was a white woman that came in and she was making like 16, 17 dollars an hour, whatever it was. And so for me, that was the final straw. I was just like, you know what? Like, why am I sitting here killing it myself? And like, I, I don't feel valued. I don't feel any of those things. So I gave my, this was June. I gave myself till August. Like I am going to be out of this store in August. I had no clue, no clue what the job was going to be. I had no clue what I was going to do, to be very honest. And then that's when Kira came up to, the, to me. Do you remember Kira? Yeah. She came up to me and she was like, oh, I'm I'm working part-time at a hotel and I just got a promotion supervisor. I would love for you to come and interview, right, with the manager. I don't know Kira past Club Monaco, okay? <laughs> I don't know her outside of Club Monaco. We've never hung out, me and her by ourselves. She just saw my work ethic and was like, girl, I need you to come with me, right? So I went, I interviewed and... um. I was like, great. And then that's when Josue interviewed as well. And I was like, oh, so we gonna have, we have me and Josue had a like unspoken competition. And he stole my soul a couple of times. No, I'm not mad. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand what I give up. I, I get it. You needed to do that. And I'm just gonna <laughs> no, I'm that serious. He just steal myself. So but <laughs> and so it was like a, it was crazy that me and him were going for the same position. And it was like, all right, well, who's gonna get it? And I feel like you guys were betting on the low, like <laughs> who's gonna get the position or whatever. Anyway, so I ended up getting it, and that's when I resigned literally mid-August. And I was making more money and I didn't know what this position was going to do for me, but I knew myself and I was like, it was a new industry. I went into the hospitality industry and I was just like, all right, like it's been real Club Monaco. It's been great. I love all the amazing people that I've met. Hello, Corey. We are still here today. And all of the experiences that I had and all that it taught me from a customer service perspective. So everything that I learned in Club Monaco literally helped me in the new position that I had within the hotel. And then once I started there, as you saw, I just blew up. like. Yeah like less than what, nine years, I was a GM making six figures and doing all those things. Right. And so like, you are absolutely right. And when you say knowing your worth, understanding your value, sticking up for your value and making sure that 
you are clear on what your expectations are because child people will give you what you allow and they will try to play all day <laughs> i do want to unpack something that's said, and um and, and again i guess we shout out host way again but even with you he ended up working for that hotel too he did he did and, and and the thing and the thing that I get from that, and even just like you know, just hearing the story, and mm -hmm. I think this is this is actually our first time like really talking about this, is that yeah. you know you want to surround yourself with people who want who pretty much want to be where you want to be, but not mm -hmm. necessarily want what you want. And I just feel like I remember when you put it like it was I remember vividly when you put in your two weeks and like mm -hmm. the countdown for you to leave. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I thought host host way was gonna leave with you, but he ended up leaving shortly after. But mm -hmm. and even you know, kudos to the girl who saw that value in you and was like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm here. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like mm -hmm. and not to say that things probably things probably still would have worked out if you would have stayed, but I just yeah. I just feel like that's just that just goes to show you that sometimes you may not get rewarded in the space that you're in mm -hmm. it may come externally. It may come mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. but however you still put in that work, mm -hmm. whatever God or the universe for for that for them or it to see, you still put in that work for it mm -hmm. to manifest something else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and I and I still think that working energy creates energy. You know, whether that's in retail and all that stuff. And I think you still put in that work whether the company we was with at the time saw it or not, but you were still rewarded for that work. So right, yeah, yeah, no, you you said it perfectly. Like, and don't get me wrong, like I, you know, a lot of times, like you said, it, everything is a journey, and you had a lot of people had no clue what I was dealing with outside of Club Monica. Child, I'm not getting into that tea right now either. Just maybe I talk about it on a podcast, but <laughs> but um, but like you just never know what people are dealing with and are going through and what their missions and what their values are and it, it's literally making the choice to just show up as your best self in every in every single way because like you said it may not be instant gratification but it'll come right eventually and okay. in, in putting in that work and and that's just how i am in general and a lot of things that you said you just had like all my chakras going off because i we're just so aligned in how we we are. And like I said, I'm not saying that the people tuning in are amazing, right? You guys are amazing. But as you see, the people that I have on this project are phenomenal and extraordinary. And at, like literally like everything that you were saying, I'm just like, yeah, absolutely. When you were like, you know, emotional intelligence and and just and just being focused and literally betting on yourself. That's what it is. And being a business owner and and running your own organization and and running for your dreams. And whether it's you want to be a business owner, whether it's getting a degree, whether it's getting a promotion, a job, whatever it is, it's literally you taking the risk and betting on yourself. And a lot of times individuals don't do that. And then when they see other people doing it, it makes them feel some kind of way and instead of trying to figure out hey how do they do it like you said it's not about wanting what people have right it's like i don't want to be you but i want to have that same level of, of success I, I want to have i want to achieve those same level of goals let's partner together and figure out how we can do that versus being crabs in the brown like oh you're on the top let me figure out how i can take you down right and that's how you'll never win and so like you said there's so many things that like you just that i was just like yes and this is why I rocked your glory. This is why outside of Club Monaco, we are still here. I'm just saying, like you were phenomenal and you were yeah. an amazing individual. And I absolutely love 
all that you do and all of the successes that you've had. And listen, it's only, I say it all the time. We've had a lot of achievements and we've gotten a lot of accolades, but this is only the beginning. Okay. I'm just saying, I, agree. I, agree. I am just saying. So what, what is one um, advice that you would give to a person that wants to get into business? Um, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, do it afraid. Whether even if you're working on nine to five right now, and something that you said um, just a few minutes ago was that I put in my two weeks and I didn't know what I was gonna do. Do it afraid. Mm-hmm. You were, you are confident in your value. You know you put in the work. Do it afraid. You know when you left the six figure job as a GM and you started your own company, your business. Do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Bet on yourself. You know, it's not necessarily, and and this is just from my personal experience and on where I am. Like, you know, I, I still have long-term goals. I still have short-term goals. Mm-hmm. I am still afraid sometimes. Like, some days I wake up, I'm like. Forget that, change your mind. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like do I need to, do I need to just focus on the full time and like put in more work? Or do I need to just continue to do it afraid? Because what, mm-hmm. what starts to happen is that the quicker and the faster that you fail at something when you're trying to achieve something, the quicker you'll learn how to do it right the next time. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the times is that, especially with social media and just with just with everything that's distracting us, it's distracting us in a way where we want to look perfect and we don't want to fail and we want to do it right the first time, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's one and i think we don't talk about doing it afraid or our our downfalls or like our our woes and what we went through but those are the things that created that you know that 100 the million dollar company the two point something million dollar company or uh, wherever you are in your journey you know a quarter million like wherever you are in your journey or even if you just made fifty five thousand dollars you know, 200 that month off of just the t-shirt brand, like you do it afraid, like keep going and don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, then I say that, um, because people need people, you know, um, if it wasn't for the people who, you know, we're, we're talking to, we're sharing everything with, like, we wouldn't be here. So, um, if we need people to buy our stuff, we need people to help elevate us and to help grow us. So um, that would be like the main advice that I want to give um, who's thinking about getting started and, and getting started and just do it afraid. And I'm not saying go out and quit your job right now and just jump into it, you know, still do it. You know, let that fund the flight. Um, shout out to my homeboy, uh, Blair. Um, he's one of the owners of On The Road Clothing Group. And uh, one of his favorite shirts was what one of his favorite shirts that he did of mine was uh, nine to fives are for those who are afraid to fly. And the reason why it was one of my favorite shirts, because I took it personally when he, when he put it up, I was like, no, no, I work nine to five and I'm still working on my side business. Like don't come for me. (laughs) I think I did like this campaign, this work hard, dress well campaign. And I, uh, and I put at the bottom of it, I was like, uh, um, not nine to fives. I, I think I put something like nine to fives. Uh, no, I put someone said nine to fives are for those who are afraid to fly, but I believe that it can sponsor the flight, right? 
Listen, oh. yes, you better go ahead. Wait, how you like? Wait, I was like a little triggered and offended, so I just created a whole t shirt brand about it to respond because you know we don't react to things, we respond respectfully. Respectfully, don't get me wrong, like the message is clear, um, is and it's dope, and I get it, you know what I mean, and and it's inspiring, you know what I mean. Again, it's like is one of my favorite shirts, but at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. I'm like, uh, that's not my, that's not necessarily my story. I like it, but how can I make it mine? So I was like, right, right, right. let's add this last part to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then, one, and then and it's like, once I make it, then I'll just wear the shirt, right? Yeah. And that's like where I want to be, I can just wear the shirt. But in this instance, you know, just giving back and just sharing what we've been doing, you know, use that, use that nine to five to sponsor the flight, you know, Live, live under your means, um, downsize if you need to, because if, if you have a dream of getting into business, that in in my opinion, I think that's like you're thinking generational, you know, you're thinking kids, kids, and you know, do it afraid and 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 it doesn't always have to be perfect. You know, I believe that once work hard dress well is where it needs to be, and you know, God will and I have a couple of stuff like that, they may perfect it in the way that they see fit. You know what I mean? But it's something that I can pass on to a generation is, you know, hopefully I can employ people um, in my community first, mm -hmm. first, you know, you know, like a, a lot of people like that. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah. How many, how many employees you want? Tell you how many employees you, you know, want. You know, listen, you know, I think to, get, to give you a personal goal, I think mm -hmm. I want to, I want, I don't think we're going to scale our business up to mm -hmm. it. We're gonna mm -hmm. hire at least five to seven people. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. something that I have for 2022. Mm -hmm. And um, write it down, put it on yes. paper. You know, yes. make it, make it. You know, put it, put it in the two dimensional before it becomes this three dimensional thing. Absolutely. Um, you know, get it out your head. Um, but again, I, I do want to go back to the point of doing it afraid because the mm -hmm. more, the more you can do that, do things mm -hmm. afraid, the more mm -hmm. that fear subsides. And eventually, and eventually, when you start to do stuff, that fear turns into confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody said, um, you know, I'm not trying to curse, but somebody said you have to you have to turn your that's, how you, know, that's how you know it's good when you're about to curse. <laughs> so like, you gotta turn your effort button. And I'm like, listen, this year, that is where I am. Like any like when I when I said earlier that I took a hiatus, it was because I realized that there were more cycles and habits and behaviors and things that I needed to be rid of, right? And you know, I grew my career and I got to where I wanted, but I was miserable. I was making the most money I ever made in my life. I was making six figures, I was getting five-figure bonuses semi-annually. I worked well. I thought I wanted to be like a chief financial officer. So I worked very diligently to attain that goal. And I, I got to regional accounting and I was like, uh, I don't really like this. I think I want to be a GM. And that was in like 2015 when I made that decision. Like I want to be a GM. And then within a couple of months, I was promoted to AGM, but I put in my two weeks resignation again. See, I don't play those games. Like, listen, when I know what I want, I think, I, I think I, did we speak around that time? I don't know. Probably, probably. I was just like, look, look, I know what I want. I know, I know what I want. I know what I want to do. I know what my capacity is. And 
they heard me. I was in the, you talked about growth and all that. I was in a development program. I graduated from the controller program. Then I graduated from the GM program. And they were like, oh, you need to be a front office manager. Front, front office manager. And I was like, I'm not going backwards. That's a lateral move. I want to be an AGM. Like I was like, this is what I want. Right. And so I heard them and I explained what I wanted and I was very clear. And because they weren't giving it to me, I was like, okay, let me go find, let me go find somebody else that will. Like it is what it is. Right. And so I ended up getting um, uh, um opportunity to be an AGM at another hotel. It was giving me like 15K more. And I was like, all right. So I resigned. Like, listen, listen, I don't want to leave y'all, but you're not hearing me. <laughs> and I know what I want to do and I know where I want to be. So here you go. Respectfully. And yeah. And then they came back not even 15 minutes later. They came into the office and was like, um, so we don't want you to go. And so we have an opportunity at this hotel. So you can go meet with the GM before you leave today and see if that's where you want to go. And we can do that. I'm like, Oh, okay. And this is how much we'll pay you. Oh, okay. It was 10,000 more than what my, my, um, offer was. I was like, Oh, okay. So I went, I didn't like the GM. I was like, absolutely not. I will never work for him. I could never, the V listen, like you said, knowing your value, knowing quality of life, knowing who you want to work with. And I knew where I wanted to go and being an AGM, my goal wasn't to be an AGM. My goal was to be a GM. So I wanted a GM that would teach me, right? Like I wanted somebody that was going to help me to elevate. So it was, no, he, no, he wouldn't, he was about self. It was no way. So I, I called my COO and I called the VP of talent and I told him straight up like, yeah, no, if it's that, no, thank you. Right. <laughs> like I just go to the other hotel. It is what it is. Um, and then literally they call me back like, all right. So remember when you were at this hotel doing accounting and that GM was my mentor for my development program. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I'll go back to that hotel. Yeah. Because I know him. I know his work ethic. He's going to teach me. And I was doing 90% of the work anyways that I was already doing. So it's fine. So that's right. when I went there and yeah, I got promoted there as AGM. And then I got promoted to GM at that same hotel. And it was great, but I was miserable. I, child, I was burnt out. I was running 16 hours a day. It was too much for me. Like I just, it wasn't necessarily that the position was too much. I was happy. I loved my job, but what it was doing to me mentally, emotionally, and physically and spiritually, I was like, yeah, this is not worth it. It's either me or the job at this point. And so that's when I was like, uh, I'd rather go build my own legacy, which you spoke about just not even five minutes ago, legacy and wealth and all that. I'd rather go build my own generational wealth and build my own generational legacy because this ain't it. I feel like I'm sacrificing myself and it's not really worth the squeeze. It's not really worth the juice. So I'm going to go do this instead. And I had no clue to be very honest, again, betting on myself, taking the risk. I was just like, uh, I just know this isn't working for me and I'm going to go figure out something else that is. So I literally was like, I'm going to go from $150,000 a year to zero. <laughs> and I'm going to go <laughs> And I'm going to go figure this out. Like I'm going to go figure this out. It's no, I just, I could not stay there. And for myself, my whole life, I always put everything before me, everyone, the job, everything, everything before myself. So I was burnt out. And so it was like, girl, is it, are you going to choose you for once? Or are you still going to choose every everybody and everything else? And so when I chose myself, it just felt so like it felt so freeing. Like I had no clue what it was going to look like. I had no clue I was going to be here. Right. But I just knew that that was no longer what I wanted. It was no longer aligned to my purpose. It was no longer aligned to my vision. And I saw something bigger for myself. So it was just like, it's been real right. until next time. And Don't be mad. <laughs> I do, I do want to, uh, look, 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 we're making a 
I do want to unpack some of the stuff that you said. Yes. It's based off what I know about you is that mm-hmm. you have a very strong work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. I think all those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working towards these things. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, you have this fear, but you know what you want. I'm about to do everything I can possibly to get what you need. Mm-hmm. It built the confidence for you to be where you are right now. Yes. My evolution, right? Yes. 100%. Right. So now, you know, I'm not sure, like, you know, that's a whole nother concept of like, <laughs> how you think about money, but like, you, you still, you're going to make what you, whatever you want to make, right? Because Absolutely. money just passes through. Yeah. And like, what you have up here and that effort that you have, that working energy creates energy. Like, you know, I, I want money to like want to be around me. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want, but also I want my energy to be right and I want my spirit to be right and I want my. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking, that's what I'm hearing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, if 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 getting an extra 10k, 15k means I'm going to work with that guy, I value my health and my mental capacity. I value that more. And I think because of those type of decisions and where you are, it's easy for a Chanel Spencer to be like, okay, I know what I want to do with life. Mm-hmm. Like this, and that's mm-hmm. the concept too, where you know. I'm going to stay and fight because I'm just going to burn the ships. Mm-hmm. It was that, that, you know, that AGM, that GM position. And you know what? Let me just burn these. And now I don't have a choice but to. Now I have to. And that's the play too. And I just wanted to like, like that's how my mind works when I'm listening to you. you mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just so I can, give you a receipt that I hear you, but these are the things that I'm taking away and just kind of like, you know, putting my, putting my language on. Absolutely. Like you hit it right on the nose and it's like you said, money is a tool, right? And don't get me wrong. I want lots of it. Like I want a lot of tools, (laughs) right? Like we talk about six, seven figures monthly is what I want. Right. But it's essentially, it's, it's about, you can have all of the things. Like I had all the things, the car, the apartment, like all of the, it was great, but internally I wasn't good. And so why I took the time off last year, like I made some money last year, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. But I was willing to make that sacrifice in that year because I needed, I knew who I needed to be and I knew who I wasn't. Right. And I realized when I left that job, I was like, look, there's still more healing I need to do. There's still more trauma I need to be rid of. There's still some things that I need to be I need, I need to go. Like I need, like I need the Chanel that has gotten me this far. Like I love her. You are the greatest, but I need you to go because like there are things that I, there, the person that I needed to be was no longer within her. And so I had last year, I just worked diligently. Like I, I didn't do speaking engagements. I didn't do interviews. I didn't don't talk. I don't want to talk to anybody. I got some new clients because, you know, I needed to make some kind of coin, right? <laughs> like I needed to do something, right? But I was very, I was very clear on who I wanted to work with and who I didn't, right? And now I'm even 10 times more clear. I see what I come in my DMs to this day, like, oh, can we work on this product together? And I'm like, respectfully, no, because <laughs> you're no longer my target audience. That's one. And two, I'm very clear on what I want and who I want to work with and the type of person that I want to work with. And so when you get clear on that, then literally the doors start opening. When you start shifting your mind from taking the scraps on from underneath the table and understanding that you are the table, then things just start flowing in a different way. And so I knew who I needed to be and I knew who I wasn't, like I said. And so I took the time, like I promise you, and I asked the universe, show me what I need to, what habits I need to break, what cycles I need to break, what patterns I need to break, 
who do I need to remove? Because that's part of it too. Like you said, the people that you have around you, listen, he was smiling in your face, but really they, hmm, we're going to get into that. But, no, right? but, that's, but that's, a, that, that's a real thing with business. Yeah. Like it, it only, it only takes one person to add to your life or take away from your life. One Absolutely. person. One, 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 one person. Like one, yeah. like no, like yeah. for real. Like, no, either person. it's going to be an addition or it's going to be a subtraction. Absolutely. It's, it's either, Absolutely. either one. And I think you, you know, it takes great discernment for you to figure that out and great discernment to know it's like, hey, maybe are they good for you? Because just flesh wise, you need you need that. You need some type of vindication in the flesh, but it's not good for your heart. It's not good for you mentally. Right. Yes. And, you know, it's a whole other conversation. That's what happens happens when you start to like. You know, it's going to be a natural conversation. But I think but I think these are one of those situations where you have been on the phone talking. You was like, you know what? That could have been a whole podcast. <laughs> this is what this is what's happening right now. Why these conversations are important is because a lot of times in business and, and people, when you get your degrees, when you get your accolades, when you get the salary, these are the things that people don't talk about, right? Like you just right. see, you see the end result, but you have no clue what happened behind the scenes and the work that we had to do to get to where we are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and even right. though we're not where we want to be, essentially, if you look back, our growth has been substantial, right? And and that's why we're going to get what we want because we are in gratitude for what we've gotten. We are in gratitude for our journey, even, even though it has some like pitfalls and whatever else that you want to call it, but we're in gratitude for it because it allowed us to be who we are today, right? Right. And so that's why there's no other option but for us to win. And I don't know what you're talking about with some plan B with some going back to teaching. No, no, no. Or whatever you said that is, there is no plan B. It's this or this. That's it. Like it's this or this. And when you have that vindication, the universe, God, all of those pieces will make everything flow and go and just give you whatever it is that you need. But you have to be dedicated. You have to do it afraid. You have to be willing to take the risk and you have to bet on yourself. And so, like, we're listen, we're here. We're here. 100%. And you're absolutely right in regards to having the right people around. Because like you said, like I was busy building the World Trade Center, not to bring that up, but I'm just saying. And I felt like having the, because I had the wrong people in my life, it literally made them crash down like to the ground, right? And so now I feel like I'm building, what is it called? The One Tower? World Trade The Tower? The one, that one? The Freedom Tower? Now I feel like, <laughs> now I feel like I'm rebuilding what when I'm building the freedom tower, coming bigger and be- coming back bigger and better than I ever was, right? And so, what you have to realize is, like we were talking about earlier, is is just taking inventory and being very self-aware, right? Being right. aware of who you are, being aware of who you want, and being aware of what isn't working for you, and then be in action to make the change and make the shift is super important, super important. So, being consistent evaluation for sure. And then it's also being understanding what you want. And like you said, writing down your goals, being very clear on what it is that you want, right? And a lot of people are like, we just going with life and whatever it is. No, no, no. What do you want? Say it, speak it. That's why I said, how many employees you want? Cause we gonna make, oh, before we get off of this, you're gonna tell me um, what your goals are because here on every platform that I'm on, um, I bring everybody on and they tell me what they want. And then um, you can ask Kellon um, on the episode that we recorded, uh-huh. everything that he said he wanted before the end of the year he attained it like he left his job he got the the, the brand in he had photographers under him so whatever it is that you want um before you get off of this um we definitely going to speak all of that into existence so yes be very clear on what you want <laughs> and to make things happen for sure absolutely so what's what do you feel is next for you what is your next 
Um, so what's next for me is to um, <clears throat> scale the brand, uh, work hard, dress well. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's going to sound weird, but I'm actually in the process right now. And you know this uh, personally, but just I'm, I'm downsizing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, I, I, and I'm guilty of it too. And, um, you know, I'm human, but, you know, I, I, I've been in situations where I learned a lot of things, but the, and then mm -hmm. I have to be honest with yourself. Are you practicing? Are you practicing mm -hmm. the things that you know? Mm -hmm. That's the difference between where you are now and where you're not, right? Mm -hmm. what, what got me here is not going to necessarily get me to that next step. So I need to implement and do something that's out of my character. I need to break this routine that I have. Mm -hmm. It looks good. It looks great on social media, but am I really practicing those things? So like, you know, I'm like, I'm downsizing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm moving back to New York to be mm -hmm. around the people I need to be around. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, downsizing in the sense of like, you know, I'm in this, I'm in this huge house that I don't need to be in, um, and it's just, and it's just distracting. It's a lot of stuff that I have to focus on because um, you know I am single, so it's just like you know I don't have like a big family at home doing all these things. So it's just like, all right, this is where I am, and um, I really had to take an inventory of my life and say like, hey, right, this is where I am. But this is what I want to do with the brand and with the company. And this is how I want to grow. What do I need to change to help me get me there? Right. So mm -hmm. I'm in the process of uh, downsizing so mm -hmm. I can upgrade everything else. Right. Wait, hold on. Say, say a lot of the people in the back because I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think people understand that we have to sacrifice sometimes. You have to, you have to the sacrifice. Vision and the bigger goal. Mm -hmm. And, um, and again, and, and you know, and just to apply like that, that being around the right people thing is that I'm I'm going closer to I'm um, shout out to Jerome um Eunice, who's uh actually co-founder of Work Hard Dress Well. But mm -hmm. he, you know, if it wasn't for him and his skills with the the photography and the videos and just like just being that sounding board and just being like open and receptive and just creative, like all the things that I want to be around and that iron shoppers iron, um it's worth for me to like, you know, shut all this stuff down and like, all right, let's get closer here because eventually we're, we're going to come back. You know, everything is, everything is here, but this is what we need to do right now in this moment. So we can scale the business, get the right team around us, continue to grow. Um, so that's next on the internal side, externally. And um, yeah, I, I want to scale the business. I want to scale up to, you know, 350,000 a year. I want to have, at most five people on new people on the team where we can because uh, right now we're working in and out with like interns right my um, partner with other companies who do mm -hmm. what they do well right um so you know we we, we kind of doing it that way but also uh and i do want to have a brick and mortar for the creative content space for work hard dress well yeah. and whether that's in new york or in atlanta both um, Mm -hmm. or both mm -hmm. uh, right now we do have some temporary space that we use in new york but mm -hmm. i want to put you know i want to have a brick and mortar with the work hard just well llc up under yes, yes. Uh, so like that's that's what's next mm -hmm. uh, also uh because of the chanel spencer and being around the right people and just uh because of you i'll be able to put author uh, oh. I put able to put Corey Hackett slash co-author, uh, author there. Um, and then honestly, just just growing, just growing the brand, um, both internally and externally, and um, in just just great ways, and just 
uh, bringing more awareness to the brand as well. Uh, really, just getting creative with the um, with our marketing, the visuals that we kind of push out, um, so we can you know just really distract and disrupt the the people and inspire them. So, yeah. Yes. Listen, yeah. all that's gonna happen. You're gonna make more than 350,000, child. Like, that's that's gonna be light work. You'll be like, that was a bad one. I know, this is as the work hard dress well brand. Like, yeah. like, you know, I want I want everybody to eat around me, I want mm -hmm. everybody feeling good. Like, I want people to look at the group and can't tell who the leader or who's right. who and what they mm -hmm. do. And like, mm -hmm. I just want, I just want, I just want that for the team around me and also for the people. Who we service like mm -hmm. i want that for them as well so i go in it with that mindset um leading with love doing it with love servicing with love and then you know hopefully you know i'm i, I need to stop saying hopefully too like <laughs> there's like hope and word like yeah. trying, no, um, what i'm going to do or what i want what we're doing. this is what mm -hmm. we're doing. this is what's going to happen in the future in the near future um before the before the year's out so Yes, listen, all that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then some and, and more, because just who you are as an individual and how you show up every single day, like, I think that it's it's amazing. And like I said, I don't connect myself with people that aren't, you know, game changers, because as you see, hello, I'm just saying, and she just tells the world, Corey, like, I, I, I see, I see gifts, I see talents, I see the hard work, I see the dedication, I see all of that. And and because I'm the same, it's like it just I like to align myself with people that are with on within the same journey. It might be different paths, but it's still aligning with who we are as individuals. And that, like you said, is very important to to have the right people around you and and like to see your growth and to see, you know, we started at Club Monaco and we're like what like little teeny but not maybe teeny boppers i felt like a teeny bopper but you know what i'm saying i didn't have none of his facial hair yeah, <laughs> he was definitely given high school okay he was definitely giving ninth grade high school okay <laughs> not ninth grade I mean, I probably was giving like seventh grade because everybody thought I was like 11 teen my whole life. Like, oh my gosh. But, but, but no, like you to see your growth and to see your continued growth and to see that you still, you're still, even as you had success, you're still like, I want more. Right. And it's, and it's, and again, it's not in a place of ungratefulness in any way, shape or form. It's just like, as individuals, it's like we just want the best for ourselves. We want to be the best version of ourselves. We want to be able to impact not our own lives, but other people around us. And that's the difference, right? It's 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 yes, you want to win. Yes, you want to have all the things, but it's like what impact are you having on others? What what are you what are contribution are you leaving to the world? And you are, right? And so, like, look, I can't wait till you come to New York because like <laughs> You know, you said videographer, photographer, talent. Like, you, you have you seen my Instagram? I love your photo shoot, child. I'm just saying. But, but, I that. but yes. I, yes. And tell, I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to give you a couple of seconds or a few minutes just to give a closing statement and to tell the beautiful people how they can connect with you. The stage is about to be yours. So let, let the people know. Will do. Will do. So, again, my name is Corey Hackett of Work Hard, Dress Well. I believe when you look and feel good, you do good. Um, and today I just want to leave with you. Do it afraid um, and continue to do it afraid until that fear subsides. Um, the more the more you fail, the faster you fail and the faster that you can get over that, the quicker that you become more confident in doing the things that you used to fear. 
And I want you guys to just to continue to um, stay around positive people, feed your gateways. When I say your gateways, your eyes, your ears, what you see and what you hear, just fill those things with positive things, images, voices. Um, and um, yeah, just do it afraid. I want to leave you guys with that. Um, you can find me at whdw.workharddresswell um, on all handles. Um, that's on Instagram at whdw.workharddresswell. Um, on Facebook, um, uh, forward slash whdw.workharddresswell. And um, check us out on our website at www.workharddresswell.com. Um, and yeah, if you guys need help in 2022 with all of your image and branding content needs, um, let us know. Um, contact me at my email at workharddresswell.com and uh, have a great year. Uh, I love you guys. Do it afraid and let's tap in. Let's get it. Listen, and you know, you're talking about all the things that you're doing. Um, you know, he said if you need branding and, you know, image consulting, um, he mentioned that he's going to be an author. So listen, <clears throat> like I said, <laughs> Like all because of the people that I keep around, the rapport that I've like, this is living proof. Like, mm -hmm. just just living proof. Like, mm -hmm. being around the right people, uh, building great relationships, building that rapport, and you know, surrounding yourself with great people. And she's and she's bringing me to the top with her. And I appreciate you. I thank you. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think when we spoke, when we met, I was like, hey, like I've been working on a book. I've been doing this and this. And he was like, hey, I gotta. I got an idea and um, I thought about you and I'm like, okay. So now it's like, it's instant pressure. It's like, okay. <laughs> Listen, I apply pressure. Okay. <laughs> good, good pressure. Um, so yeah. So yeah, all, all those things, man. I'm, I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for people who are listening. I'm excited for us to continue to grow and to give people something to listen to. And then hopefully we can inspire somebody who can say that we inspired them so they can inspire others. I just want right. that. Want How that. we inspired each other. You know what I'm saying? To keep going. Yes, yes, yes. So listen, beautiful people, I'm going to hit you with this amazing book trailer. Because listen, if you don't know me by now, you know, I love to like have presentations and make things look amazing and market the hell out of everything i'm just saying so, <laughs> so say say bye to the beautiful people because we're gonna we're gonna reconnect behind the scenes absolutely work hard dress well baby y'all tap in peace thank you for tuning in to evolve stay fearless unfiltered and unapologetic until next time special shout out to all of our amazing listeners you are truly appreciated follow our host chanel spencer at chanel spencer now on instagram and facebook Songs I'm from the South by D21 from Black Mob Entertainment off the 720 God album. Find him on Instagram at only D21. I'm from the South. Straight out the south, we hit his rock gold teeth straight out your mouth. My niggas don't know peace, fuck is you saying though? Homies he playing though. Know my old dudes bring more than a candle. Bring the heat to them, there they keep talking. Know that they would end, little dogs barking. Step across the line, be south.